Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where I am committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits. We are starting a little mini series. There's nothing that I love more than a good theme, <laughs> themed parties, theme podcasts, I love them. So we are going to journey through the next couple of weeks talking about my biggest problem with dot, dot, dot many different things that I've got some problems with. And this segment is all about feeding issues. So I'm going to cover my biggest problems with dream feeds, with oatmeals in bottles, with bottles in bed, water bottles in bed, you name it. We're going to talk about the liquids that you could have before your baby or child goes to sleep. So we're going to get into that. But you guys, I am dying laughing at a review that I received just recently from one of my former clients. In fact, this comes straight out of her blog post and I am cracking up. I cannot wait to read it to you. So here's what Tess talked about during our time together. Just look at this woman. Look at that wholesome, reassuring face. I feel comforted just hearing the first few notes of her podcast jingle when it comes on in the car. But don't let those airy photos fool you. She is a secret cutthroat assassin masquerading as a perky, wee bit sashrin, which means excessively sweet, suburban mama, and she is going to get rid of your sleepless nights the way that big oil got rid of streetcars in Richmond. In short, I have full confidence that this lady can turn your nights around. I joked on Instagram that Tess is now my new marketing director because I just died laughing over her review of our time together and how she views me. So if you're out there listening to this as you're driving, I'm so grateful you're here on the podcast. I have been overwhelmed at how this podcast is reaching the masses, not just here in Richmond, but all over the world. It is so fun to see the different countries pop up. And so if you are listening to me through your headphones, through your phone, computer, what have you, in another country. Would you do me a huge favor? I want to know where you're located and how I'm serving you. So if you could leave me a review on iTunes or drop a comment on my website, I would love to know where you are and how this podcast is reaching you. And maybe if you also feel like I'm a cutthroat assassin (laughs) coming to take those sleepless nights away. I just love that. So funny. All right. So let's get in to my biggest problems with dream feeds. You guys, dream feeds, the traditional dream feed, is when you have a younger baby, typically we're looking at newborns, maybe up to about six months old, where you would put your baby down for a normal bedtime with a bedtime feed, and then before you go to bed at about 10.30 or 11, you would sneak over to your baby, pick them up, totally asleep, give them a bottle or breastfeed them to just top them off more, to give them more food. And the goal and the hope of a dream feed is that they will have a full belly and they won't wake up at maybe, let's say, 12 or 1 or 2. Instead, you're offering that feed at maybe 10, 10, 30, 11 when you go to bed so that you can get a fuller, longer stretch, right? Now, it kind of makes sense. And maybe you're listening to this and you've tried that before. Remember, I have no judgment. If you're doing dream feeds, no judgment here. I am just wanting to enlighten you on why I have a problem with these traditional dream feeds. So you guys know I am all about teaching your baby that food is for nourishment, not for sleep. So what is a dream feed teaching your baby? Well, it's teaching your baby that for one, they don't have to do any work. They just get their belly full and they have to do nothing about it. It's also teaching them that their brain can be in the off mode and their belly can just fill up and their brain and their belly are not connecting. Have you ever experienced this? This happens to me like on a daily basis. 
I sometimes am eating lunch and I'm on my phone or it's like afternoon and I'm having a snack and I've got the TV on. And then all of a sudden I look down, I'm like, where did my food go? Because my brain was focused on my phone or the TV. It was not at all focused on what I was eating. And this is exactly what's happening with your baby on a dream feed. You're picking them up while they are totally asleep and you're putting calories into their belly, but their brain is not triggering. Oh, this is nourishment. It's simply saying, oh, this is food. It's filling up, but I'm not really connecting the fact that I'm supposed to be awake while eating. And if there is one thing that I am foundationally teaching in my newborn course, in my four-month coaching for four months, all the way up till 16 months, you guys, it's that we have to have every single feed, whether it's bottle or breast, it has to be 100% wide awake and engaged. So we've got to have that brain and that stomach connection. It's super important. So instead of offering a dream feed, what do you do? Well, you might be tempted to put your baby to bed later and push that bedtime back. But you guys, we got to look at the expectations here. For newborns, we know your little one is going to wake up throughout the night and they're going to need those night feeds. If you are in my newborn course, I walk you through step by step how to respond in the middle of the night. And if we're looking at my four-month e-coaching, we're looking at how do we respond the one time your baby wakes up to have a feed. Six months plus, y'all, we have no business offering any type of middle of the night feed unless directed by by your pediatrician, which is somewhat rare at that age. But I do want to look at newborns up to four months are going to need a night feed, but it's not the dream feed. Okay. So how to combat and how to get off of the dream feed, you just stop it. (laughs) There is no weaning off of it. In fact, my biggest problem with the whole weaning, and this is a little bonus, what my biggest problem is, my biggest beef with weaning off of a feed or weaning off of a bottle in the middle of the night is that There's really not much there as far as, oh, well, we'll go from five ounces to four to three to two to one to none. Or as sometimes I've heard, switch from formula or breast milk to water. And that just really bugs me because it has nothing to do with how many ounces. Y'all, it has nothing to do with that. It's the habit that your baby is developing that they need food to go to sleep, not food for nourishment. So if you're listening to this with a newborn up to a four-month-old, I am totally okay with night feeds. It's going to happen, but not the kind where your baby is totally asleep. We cannot have that. Otherwise, they will think that food is for sleep. And then that gets into my biggest problem with oatmeal in the bottle, because the next thing you're going to say is, well, then at that bedtime feed, we got to tank up, we got to fill up. And I still see sometimes there are situations where we're putting oatmeal or fillers into the bottle at bedtime in hopes that it will really fill and kind of make that baby's stomach heavier. So first of all, that's completely false. And especially if we're looking at newborns, I honestly don't recommend you starting solids at any type until six months old. I'm following the guidelines where we talk about this their their development and their throat are not really ready for that. So up until six months, I don't really want solids. And I especially do not want oatmeal in the bottle. It's going to cause problems throughout the night because they don't need that heavy oatmeal in their bellies while they sleep. They really need to focus. And my biggest problem with oatmeal in the bottle is that it's taking these calories away, right? So I don't want your baby to have a heavy stomach of oatmeal milk mixture. They need to have tank up on formula or tank up on breast milk. That's where they're getting their primary source of nutrition from. Oatmeal, we're not getting any nutrition from that right now. So please, if you are doing oatmeal in a bottle with the idea that, oh, it's supposed to lay really heavy in their tummy. No, that's not true. It's not causing them to have heavier stomachs. It's the habit of eating for sleep. 
Does that make sense? So dream feeds, those are out. We don't want them. Quit. Cold turkey, stop. Oatmeal in the bottle, quit. Cold turkey, stop. My next thing that I want to look at, this is more for older babies, sometimes some uh, around like 10 months plus. I look at situations where the baby is still having the night feed, but because it is so much easier, and I totally get this, to go make a bottle, give it to the baby, and leave the room and let baby suck on a bottle to go to sleep in their bed. And they may drink the whole thing, they may have a few sips, but my biggest problem with bottles in the bed is their teeth. You guys, we cannot have the habit, because babies are smart, and then they're borderline toddler once they get to that 12-month mark, We cannot have your baby sucking on food, sucking on milk. Um, You guys have heard my story about my chocolate milk client. We cannot have your baby having a substance in their mouth to go to sleep on that is not healthy for their sweet little teeth that are popping up. So for proper hygiene, I want to make sure that when your little one's teeth are popping out, we've got to brush them after we have our feeds Also, we don't need to be creating that habit that food, say it with me, that food is for sleep. No, 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 no. Food is for nourishment. So again, the idea that anytime your baby's having food, they have to be awake and alert. If that's totally scaring you because it's so easy right now to make a quick bottle, give it to your baby, walk out the room and they suck it down, go back to sleep. This is where I want to point you directly to your e-coaching option because we have to stop that. We have to teach your baby that we tank up a bedtime routine. That's where we're eating and we don't eat during the night. We sleep all night long. And guess what? Your baby is going to feel awesome once they start sleeping all night long and not having broken sleep. You're going to feel better too, not having broken sleep and not getting up and making bottles in the middle of the night. So my biggest problem with those bottles in the bed, um, for number one, hygiene, we've got to have those teeth brushed and create a good hygiene for baby. But also same thing, it's eating for sleep, not eating for nourishment. Now, What about water? Here's where I get this a lot with my toddler and preschool clients. They know that they can have a water bottle next to their bed. And the problem here, my number one problem with it, is that it's causing them to wake up and go to the bathroom all night long. They've built up this habit that they need to have a large amount of water all throughout the night. And so some of them are still in pull-ups long after when they shouldn't be. And they're also looking at times where they're wetting the bed, even though they're potty trained because they have these large amounts of water. So anytime I'm working with a toddler or a preschooler who is potty trained, I have to evaluate their liquid intake. Because if they're having trouble with maybe um, wetting the bed or still in pull-ups, and we're working on that, because guys, guess what? It's okay if you're older one, maybe four or five, are still in pull-ups. Like That's something else we can talk about. But you know the first thing we need to evaluate are the liquids that they're having at bedtime and maybe throughout the nighttime. So to combat the whole water in the bed or having a water bottle in the bed or on the nightstand, What I would like to do instead, instead of creating the habit to drink water, guzzle water, and then have a wet bed or have wet diapers all night long, I want to create the expectation that they can have a quick little sip at bedtime routine. And if needed, because sometimes I need some water in the middle of the night, we can take a little bathroom cup, fill it about halfway up and put it right there on their nightstand. And that's all they get. Okay. So a little bathroom cup, halfway full of water, that's really all they should be needing. If you are finding that they are 
really truly parched all night long, I would absolutely refer you to the pediatrician. This is not any type of medical advice, but I definitely want to evaluate why they might be so thirsty in the middle of the night. Now, let's look at the daytime. For the babies that I'm working with or the toddlers and preschoolers, we have to see that they are having nice meals, good feeds, and when you create the expectation that food is delicious, food is not for sleep, I guarantee you, you are going to see a change in your child's eating. In fact, it happened this week with a five-month-old client that I'm working with. Mom told me that all of a sudden, she's having to get more bottles, get more intake in them because he is hungry. And we're actually offering a top-off feed at bedtime because he is going through a growth spurt. And so that is a much better way to combat that dream feed is to offer that top-off feed. Instead of offering oatmeal in the bottle, let's have oatmeal at dinner time. Instead of offering a water bottle in the bed, let's have a small bathroom cup of water on the nightstand next to the child. They don't need to guzzle all night long. So these are my biggest issues with feeding things. Next week, we're going to tackle my biggest issues with sleep positioners. Oh, this is a touchy topic. I'm going to go over docatots, rock and plays, basically anything and everything that could be positioning your child to sleep. We're going to get into that. It's going to be a heavy episode. So I'm looking forward to that one. Sweet dreams. See you next time.